everyone, and welcome back to the Watchdogs Park. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. Uh-huh. This is episode 65. Oh my goodness, it's so good to be alive, because you get to listen to episode 65. <laughs> all right, all right. Maybe I'll stop that. I honestly don't think I will. <laughs> All right, the last episode, 64, did not get a lot of attention. So, I guess I'm going to have to be more careful about what I name an episode, because hard truths didn't register with a lot of you. So, I will be more descriptive in future podcast episode names. How's that? In this episode... We're going to go back to 1910. You want to know when all of this control and power struggle started? It started in 1910. I'm going to talk about that and tell you what's happened and why you need to pay attention to it. Also, did you know our government used to have to go to the people to get permission to spend money? Weird, huh? And then did you know that at a certain time in our history, 1933 to be exact, that now that our money has no backing at all, it's just paper money. And my question is, if the government can print money anytime it wants, that's basically where we're at now. Why do they tax us? Why do we have to pay taxes? If the government has all the money they want, they can print money anytime they want, as much money as they want. Why are they taxing us? Then, of course, I'm going to have to talk about Colorado unconstitutionally removing Trump from their ballot. And other states are looking to do the same. It's time for SCOTUS to put their foot down. And I mean nine to zero to stop this. You know, because Democrats are all about having a democracy if they can remove the choices of who you get to vote for. Yeah, that's democracy in their eyes. Lieutenant Governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, is actually proposing removing Joe Biden from their election. So this is going to be all kinds of fun in this next election for sure. And now we are at crisis level on our southern border, my friends. I mean absolute humanitarian and national security crisis on our southern border. And radical idiots want to remove a Civil War memorial at Arlington National Cemetery. And they obviously don't understand what the memorial commemorates, because if they did, they wouldn't remove it. And then guess what? Guess what? The Epstein client list is going to be released. 170 names. Do you think any of the really rich and powerful names will be on there? I do not. And then there's one other thing I'm going to talk about, and that is there is no democracy in Russia because a would-be Putin challenger has been barred from running in the election. Gosh, what does that sound like? Kind of the left here in America, barring people from running? Hmm. That and other craziness we'll be talking about in this podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. Let's get started, shall we? All right, going back to our first topic. When did all of this craziness start? this desire for a world governance. And I know some people consider this book and the writer a conspiracy theorist, but it's starting to make a lot of sense to me now. I'm talking, of course, about the book called The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. All right, and this basically details a meeting, secret meeting that was held on Jekyll Island, and that is an island off the coast of Georgia. The island was actually owned by J.P. Morgan, and this was his hunting lodge. And some people even brought their guns on the trains and boats 
in their transportation to Jekyll Island to keep up the ruse that this was really just a hunting trip they were all going on. <laughs> and there was in attendance in this meeting uh, J.P. Morgan, Paul Warburg, Baron Rothschild, and Nelson Rockefeller. And they all got together and wanted to create a U.S. Central Bank. And it was introduced in 1910 as the U.S. Central Bank Act. And it was rejected by the, the United States citizens because they didn't want a central bank. They thought there was too uh, big a possibility of corruption having one central bank for the entire country. So it was rejected. Well, then in 1913, it was reintroduced by a very crooked politician, Nelson Aldrich, in the middle of the night. Oh, gosh, how many times does that happen when we pass, you know, the laws that are all above board with no pork and no hidden agendas? In the middle of the night. That's so weird. And the ones that we give, like, you know, 5,000 page bills and we have to we have to pass this in 90 in, in 90 minutes. Everybody sh needs to show up. We got Hey, we need everybody at. Hey, we need you to all vote on this bill that you're not even going to come close to reading all of it. But it doesn't matter. As Nancy Pelosi said in 2010 about Obamacare, we have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. So in the middle of the night, Nelson Aldrich presented a bill called the Federal Reserve Act, and it was passed in the middle of the night. Well, what you don't realize is if you go to D.C., okay, and they used to have the, the phone booths with the phone books and all that stuff. You can't get those anymore. But if you were to go to D.C. and find a phone book, you remember the phone book is divided into three pages or three color pages. Number one is the white pages. Those are all the residential. For those of you who have never seen a phone book, you're going, what? All right. And the other one was the yellow pages. Those are all the businesses. And then in D.C., you have what are called, and you, in every little uh, town, you would have a thin strip of blue pages. Those blue pages were government organizations. Did you know that if you went to D.C. and you looked up the Federal Reserve in the blue pages, it's not there. Do you know why? Because the Federal Reserve is a privately owned bank. Privately owned by J.P. Morgan, Paul Warburg, Baron Rothschild, and the Rockefellers. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And our government actually borrows money from the Federal Reserve, and our taxes go to pay the interest on those loans that our government takes out. So our government never pays the principal, ever, ever, ever. They just keep borrowing more and more money, paying insanely in, uh, high amounts of interest on these loans, and our tax dollars pay the interest on the loans. Our tax dollars do not give the government any money that goes towards paying back the principal on our national debt. And did you know that at one time, our constitutional republic, that is what our founding fathers created, they saw the fatal flaw of democracies. And one of the things that you need to understand even on conservative networks and news organizations and podcasts and all that, they're calling this country a democracy. Uh, we are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. Do you remember what we all repeat when we, the national anthem is played or we're standing in front of schools? For those of you who do not know what that is, we used to have to stand up at our desks every morning, face the flag, put our hand over our heart, and repeat the following. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the democracy for... No, wait, that's not right. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Yes, my friends, we are a republic. 
Anyone that calls us a democracy is either brainwashed or ignorant, or part of the plan to brainwash and demoralize and desensitize the rest of us. So when you hear people talking about defending our democracy and something is a threat to our democracy, you know right then and there they've either been brainwashed to think that we are a democracy or they don't understand that what they've been telling everybody is lies. And there are a handful of people that are actually saying these things on purpose. Because human nature has proven if you tell a lie enough times, it will become a truth in many people's eyes. Many people will hear something over and over and over and over and think, oh, well, that must be what it is then. So, so many people are saying we are a democracy. We are not a democracy. And our constitutional republic used to require that our government go to we the people to borrow money that they wanted to spend on projects they needed to get done. Do you know how they did that? They did that in the form of bonds. They would put up bonds, and if the American public would pay for those bonds, then the government would have the money they needed to spend on certain projects. There was no taxes. We, the people, decided what the government could spend the money on. If we didn't buy the bonds for a war that they have declared, they wouldn't be able to have the money to go to that war. If, they didn't buy the, if we didn't buy the bonds for some big uh, road or bridge to nowhere project, the government wouldn't have any money to build that project. That's how we determined what was passed and what was not passed as far as spending in our government. Now, we don't have anything backing up our money. As a matter of fact, in 1933, we even went away from the gold standard. You know, in Fort Knox, there used to be enough gold in there to cover all the money that we had circulating around our country. But in 1933, we went away from the gold standard. And our money is now backed by nada, zilch, nothing, thin air. Our government can spend however much money it wants because all it has to do is crank up the printing presses and put more money out there. Our money is valued at the lowest it has been in decades recently because our government spent trillions and trillions of dollars in what was called the Inflation Reduction Act, which they later admitted it was really the Green New Deal light. Uh, there was nothing in that bill to reduce inflation, not one thing. As a matter of fact, the true irony here is, do you know what causes inflation? Too much money chasing too few goods. So when our government is spending $5 trillion plus on projects that don't require that much money, and they put all this excess money into our system, that is what created this insane inflation. So the people that are calling the bill the Inflation Reduction Act are lying to you directly, or they're so ignorant, they don't even understand Economy 101, too much money chasing too few goods causes inflation. You can't make this up. The only thing that has reduced inflation is the Fed jacking up the interest rates so high that it stopped people from spending too much. Uh, it's finally getting to that point. However, it was never meant to be this way. Our government was meant to be accountable to the people for everything they spent. Now, they write blank checks all the time. Absolute rubber checks everywhere in the government. And it doesn't matter if they bounce because the Federal Reserve will just print more money to cover it. Think about that. The Federal Reserve will just print more money, as in loan our government 
more money. And remember, our taxes go to pay the interest on those loans. Yes, that is truly how insane it has gotten. Now, let me explain what's really going on today. Many people are saying, oh, well, the interest rates are going down. And the Fed is talking about dropping interest rates, cutting interest rates next year. Oh, I'm sure they are because it's 2024, an election year. Yeah, of course they're going to do that. It probably won't do any good, but they're going to do it to show everyone that they're really helping the common man. They're really helping the middle class. All this that they've done is to help the middle class. Well, how come it is that all the super uber wealthy donors to the Democratic Party are the ones getting most of the breaks? Also, I don't know if you've discovered this or not, but there is something being introduced into our consumer buying called shrinkflation. So in my research and also my shopping, I have discovered we have something going on today that is masking how bad things really are. Okay, everyone's grocery bills are double and triple. That's just a fact. You know, I used to go to the grocery store and get the ingredients for my green drinks and, you know, three or four or five items and it'd be like, you know, 15, 20 bucks. Now it's 50 or 60 for those same few items. And the reason why, and many people don't understand, they think that everything is getting better. But our government has worked with big food to create what's called shrinkflation. What do you mean by that, Drew? Oh, I know. When you go to the grocery store, especially the cereal aisle, this is where it's the most clear to me, okay? Go look at how many ounces your cereal box was two or three or four years ago and look at what the ounces are of the box of cereal you're buying today. You see, they used to sell regular cereal boxes about 13 to 15 ounces of cereal. Now they are selling for the same price and they may even drop that price just a little to say, oh my gosh, the prices are going down. But what you don't realize is that cereal box is now 10.8 ounces of cereal. Not 15, not 13 to 15, 10.8. Same price or they might have fooled you by dropping that price just a little bit. So you're thinking, oh my gosh, the prices are starting to come down. What you don't realize is they are fooling you in the quantity you are buying. If you go to the meat aisle now and look at for ground beef, everything is just a little bit under a pound. Just a little, like 0.94. But they're charging you the same as for a pound. It's the same in all of food. All of food is being sold at smaller quantities for the same price to give you the feeling and those warm fuzzies that the prices are coming down. Oh, isn't that nice? No, it's not. Nothing has changed. Only the quantities these corrupt food companies are selling you now. They're selling you less food for the same price. Or like I said, drop it just a teeny bit. So you actually think, oh, the price is coming down. No, it's not. It's actually going up. And it will continue to go up until we stand up and try to stop it. So everyone within the sound of my voice, pay attention to what is going on. The government will lie to you through its teeth to convince you that things are so much better now, that this administration has really worked hard to bring down inflation and bring down uh, and, and raise the um, wage and bring down the cost of living. None of that is true. They're just tweaking the numbers to make it look like that is the case. We are actually doing much worse than everyone is saying we are. Rent is skyrocketing. Food, like I said, is probably double 
what it was and just renting cars. I used to be able to, I used to travel all over the country and do trade shows. And I was selling a product at trade shows and I would go rent cars and it would be like 30 bucks a day, 28, 30 bucks a day. Now you can't rent a car for less than 50 to 60 a day. The same thing with hotels, the same thing with everything. Everything is more expensive. And I don't know if you've ever heard this, but the silent tax is inflation because people don't understand how it works. So they don't understand that the government through the Federal Reserve can raise or lower interest rates as they see fit. So if they're not able to raise your taxes, they can raise your interest rates. See how that works? Oh, and here's one last thing to chew on. Did you know that last year, 44% of the housing market was bought up by private equity firms? You know, those private equity firms like BlackRock and Vanguard that control over 20 trillion dollars worth of assets. Why are private equity firms buying up all of these homes? Well, number one, for investment, yes. But number two, to make it harder and harder for you to own a home because they can't have anybody owning anything. Remember uh, our favorite Klaus Schwab, the, the quintessential Bond villain, saying, in the future, you will own nothing and everyone will be happy. They will own everything. I mean, they'll own the houses, they'll own the cars, they'll own our phones, and they will allow us to have or rent those things if we're good boys and girls. Remember, I played that haunting video of that woman talking about what life is like in China, where you carry a phone wherever you go, and if it's green, you're allowed to do whatever you want, but if the phone ever goes red, they can block your bank account right then and there. That's the control the people that want world governance want. So last year, BlackRock bought 44% of the private homes in this country. They're doing this because they're, they want to make it harder and harder. And I just read an article. I can't remember where I saw it. I think it was on Drudge Report. It was one of the things, and I clicked on it and read it real quickly. But it's talking about how people are now getting to the point where this, they're just resigned, that they're going to be renting their entire life. They'll never be able to own anything. You know, it's just going to be too hard. That's exactly, exactly what the globalists want. They want everyone to get to that point where they just go, oh, it's just inevitable, whatever. I'll never own anything, so I'll just, I'll just rent everything my, the rest of my life. I'll just lease cars. I'll just rent homes. You know, that's just my lot in life. That's how they want you to feel. They want you to feel helpless, and we can never let that happen. All right, that's enough of that. I think you get the point. Be aware. Open your eyes, people. Pay attention to what's going on, because things are not getting better. They're just cooking the books to make it look that way. And if you've got a government that cooks the books and changes things and deceives you into believing things are hunky-dory, do you really want that government running your life? I wouldn't. All right. Before moving on, I want to tell you really quickly again about this amazing whitening toothpaste by NuSkin, AP24. Brush with a dry toothbrush Brush, you know, for a minute or two, and your teeth will be polished for hours, hours and hours. I'm talking like not two or three hours. I'm talking 10 or 11 or 12 hours. Uh, I have definitely had days where I brush my teeth early in the morning and I go to work and I do all my other stuff and I come back and I do notes for the podcast and I read and I do, and then I get ready to go to bed and I'm like, hmm, I rub my tongue over my teeth and I'm like, okay, I should probably brush. But it doesn't feel like I need to because my teeth still feel polished. So if you want to check this out, go to the website that I work with. I, I partner with NuSkin and it's twdbark.mynewskin, N-U-S-K-I-N, twdbark.mynewskin.com. And if you have any questions, 
don't hesitate to write me, drew at the watchdogsbark.com. All right, now let's move on to some other topics, shall we? Colorado, what the hell? Seriously, what the hell are you doing? Colorado just unconstitutionally removed Trump from the ballot. It was a 4-3 decision. The four that voted for Trump's removal from the ballot are all Hickenlooper-appointed radical left judges. And they claim that they have the right to do this under Amendment 14, Section 3, which basically was created right before the Reconstruction era in the 1800s to prevent former Confederate soldiers from being able to run for office because of the war. But what today's radicals don't bother looking up is that this was basically rendered null and void in 1872 when two-thirds of the Senate and House passed an amnesty act removing all the disabilities from these former state officers covered by Section 3. Then in 1898, supermajorities in both Congress's House, House and the Senate removed remaining disabilities as a gesture of national unity during the Spanish-American War. All right, so basically, Section 3 of Amendment 14 is null and void at this point because of the Congress voting almost unanimously, really, at the time, that those restrictions should not be in play. Now, also... You need to understand, Donald Trump's not been charged or convicted of anything. Even Jack Smith, who hates Donald Trump and who will work and do any angle he can for the DNC to try and prevent Donald Trump from running for office, even he did not charge Donald Trump with insurrection, inciting an insurrection, or even conspiracy to commit an insurrection, because there was no proof. In Donald Trump's famous speech, the Stop the Steal speech right on the mall, he said the final words were, now you will all march to the Capitol where you will peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Peacefully and patriotically. That doesn't sound like Donald Trump was saying break the windows and smash in the policemen's heads and all that. And by the way, now that we have all of the video of the so-called insurrection, you can see that the Capitol Police provided a lot of comfort and aid to those that were marching through the Capitol. And how many people, especially rioters, do you know, will stay within the velvet ropes as they march through the Capitol, taking selfies and looking at each other, carrying Trump flags? And now we know that there were about 40 instigators put in this crowd by the FBI. So really... Tell me what Donald Trump did to incite this violence that happened on January 6th. And yes, some did. Some violence did happen. And I believe that the people that have been proven to commit violence have been punished, have been sentenced to years in jail. But what the left wants you to know is they do not think Donald Trump had the right to say that the election was stolen, that he did not have his First Amendment rights. Why? Ask them, honestly. The left really honestly wants your right to free speech taken away. They do not want you to have any right to say that an election was rigged or that the election wasn't fair or that the election wasn't secure, 
or that the election was stolen. You are not allowed to say those things according to the left. They do not believe you have the right to free speech. Now, of course, if you are rioting for the right cause, George Floyd's protests, oh, all of the violence, all of the destruction, all of the anarchy, all of the lawlessness, all of the policemen that are injured, all the people that were killed, that's all justified. That's all justified because they allow you to have free speech on things like that. But things that they consider a threat to their power, you don't have the right. I mean, really, let's be honest. They want to make questioning an election punishable. They want it to be considered an insurrection. Even if you just say, I don't think the 2020 election was fair. I think there were many things that made it um, kind of seemed rigged. Oh, I just committed an insurrection according to the left. Okay, now what I believe is going to happen and what absolutely 100% needs to happen is now it goes to the Supreme Court. And I believe the Supreme Court needs to make a very strong statement. Left and right, liberal and conservative, I think they all need to stand together and say, no, this will not stand, number one, because Donald Trump has not been charged or convicted of an insurrection or inciting an insurrection. He's just been accused in the court of public opinion, and that doesn't count. So I believe that the Supreme Court is going to come down with a decision, either 9-0 or 8-1. There's probably one that's going to, you know, be radical and, and say, no, I think he should be, you know, put in jail and, and not be allowed to run ever again. But honestly, I believe... All these justices are going to get together, unite, and make one big decision that stops all of this. Because I think there's like 17 other states that are trying to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. You know, those states that say they want to protect democracy. But in order to protect democracy, they want to remove one of the choices that you have to choose from in the 2024 election that happens to be the person that's way ahead of everyone. Yeah, that's their form of democracy. When they can remove the people that you have to choose from for an election, that's democracy for them. That's protecting democracy. You can't make this stuff up. That is so hypocritical. It's insane. Now, the fun thing is we have uh, other states like Texas. Uh, the Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick is now proposing removing Joe Biden from their ballot because of his aiding our enemies on the southern border. The Mexican cartels are making millions and even billions of dollars trafficking humans across our southern border. He also freed up about $6 billion of Iran's money that was sanctioned by Donald Trump. And part of that $6 million or $6 billion went to pray, basically replenish the money that Iran gave to Hamas to have this attack on Israel. So if you look at it that way, okay, Joe Biden is aiding the Mexican cartels in bringing people illegally into our country. And he is aiding Iran by freeing up money that was sanctioned by Trump that allowed them to have the funds or replenish the funds because the funds of everybody's going to argue, well, the funds weren't released yet. Well, like I said before, if you have, if you know, $6 billion is coming your way, and you're at the end of your money, you're going to go a little bit in debt because you know it's going to be replenished by this money that's been promised to you. So these things, to me, basically mean going against our government because our government protects its sovereignty with a border. And when you have a president whose administration is actively participating in bringing more illegals into our country, for the purpose 
of bringing in future Democratic voters, that is not an insurrection. Isn't that trying to undermine our country and government? I think so. Also, look at what is happening on our southern border. We're breaking records now. Last week, 10,000 illegal immigrants came into our country a day. Yes, that's right. A day. Remember back when Barack Obama said that if we apprehended over a thousand people in a day, it was a catastrophe on our southern border? Last week, 10,000 illegal immigrants came into our country a day. Do you think it's possible that we can sustain this? Over 8 million have come in since Joe Biden took office, since he undid all of the border protection measures that Donald Trump put in place, like the Remain in Mexico and building of the wall, uh, quick deportation if if you know they're not going to get asylum. And believe it or not, this, this blows me away. There is now a senator probably one of the most corrupt senators in the Senate, Senator Dick Durbin of New York, actually wants to pass a law that would allow illegal immigrants to serve as policemen and serve in our armed forces. So just think about that. An illegal immigrant pulls you over, is packing a gun, walks up to your car because you're suspected of carrying a gun without a permit, and they tell you that you need to get out of the car, and they're going to search your car, and then they find a gun, and then they arrest you for having an unregistered gun, but an illegal immigrant is carrying a gun and serving who? I mean, think about it. If you're an illegal immigrant, you're not a member, you're not a uh, resident of this country, where are your allegiances going to be? They're not going to be to this country because you're still here illegally. You came across our border illegally. So why would an illegal immigrant be allowed to carry a gun as a police officer when they can't buy a gun themselves because they don't have proper identification that proves that they're an American citizen. Think about that. Now, our border is so overwhelmed. All of our agents down on the border, my heart goes out to you and your families. I know you guys are spending, you're burning the candle at both ends trying to process all of these claims. What people don't realize is that things are so bad now. The latest story I heard was one illegal immigrant was allowed into our country and given an NTA. That's a notice to appear. That's a date when they are supposed to come back and have their asylum claim looked at in court to see if they get asylum in our country, if they qualify for asylum. One woman was given an NTA to come back for her asylum claim in 2031, eight years from now. What do you think she's going to do in eight years? She's going to set down roots. She's probably, if she's not married already, she's going to get married. She's going to have kids. The kids are going to be in school. She might find employment. All these things. So in eight years, what do you think the possibility is if she came back to court and had her asylum claim and it was denied, what chance do you think she has? She can't go back to her own country because she's set down roots here in America. She can't stay in America because she doesn't qualify for asylum. My friends, this is insane. What is going on on our border needs to stop. We need to, like I said in a couple podcasts ago, we need to shut down the border. And I mean airtight. I mean not one single illegal immigrant should ever be allowed to come back in our country. 
And like I said before, I believe we should shut all immigration down for one year. Just one year. And I know everybody's like, oh my gosh, no, you, you see, you're against all immigrants. No, I am pro-immigration, but I am pro-legal immigration because the people that do it right want to adopt America as their country. They don't want to come into this country and still have allegiance to their old country. The people that come into this country legally go through that long process, take that, that uh, citizenship test. They have proven to me that they want to be a member of the American society and be an American citizen. They deserve to be here. Our country was founded by immigrants. But you know what? They're all legal immigrants. And I know for a fact, countries are taking advantage of us. They're emptying their prisons and their insane asylums. They're providing transportation to our southern border, and then they're getting them across into our country. And like I said, if we've got 8 million, okay, that we know about, we've got probably that many, or let's say half, 4 million gotaways. What are the chances all of those people that are gotaways or that got across our country or got across our border without being detected have good intentions? Very, very slim. As a matter of fact, I will bet you there are members of Hamas that have come across this border. There are members of Hezbollah. There are members of the Houthis that have probably come across our border. We have this last year was insane. It was like over 300 people on the terrorist watch list. Okay. I thought it was 160. I actually went back and researched and it's more. It's 300. 300 people were apprehended and they were found to be on the terrorist watch list. So if we just conservatively guesstimate on the people that weren't apprehended, we've got just last year, 300 people that are terrorists in our country. Before, like I said, it was 140, then it was 98. All of these people are coming into our country to do us harm. And sadly, I'm going to repeat one more time, I believe with all of my heart that we will have another 9-11 type terrorist attack in our country. And it will be on purpose. The people that are opening our border and allowing everyone to come in that wants to come in without any kind of background check or vetting of any kind, obviously, they're expecting many people coming into our country that want to do us harm, that want to create chaos because they want to enact a police state. That's the real reason why all this is happening. Not only are they counting on millions of illegal immigrants coming into our country, showing their appreciation when they are granted amnesty, which I'm sure Democrats want to do, that by voting Democrat. They're hoping these are all future Democrat voters, but they're also people that intend to do us harm. I believe that with all of my heart. Not all of them. I know there's good people coming across. But when you look at the videos, and crazy, just mostly on Fox News, the, the other channels aren't even covering at all. Nothing. No coverage of our southern border. None. Not even the fact that last week, 10,000 a day came into our country. And one day, they had the record 14,000 illegal immigrants entered our country in one day. The other networks don't care about it. Well, they don't care about it because they've been told not to cover it. And why do you think they've been told not to cover it? Because they don't want the American public to see what's really going on. Okay, moving on. There are people so ignorant that they have not researched actual history in our country these idiots are now trying to tear down a statue in Arlington Cemetery that commemorates the end of the Civil War. It's called the Reconciliation Memorial. 
It was erected in 1991 to commemorate the end of the Civil War and the reconciliation that happened between the North and the South to bring our country back together again. But the people that want to tear it down only think it stands for the Confederates. That it's all about the Confederate soldiers. It's all about Confederate generals and leaders. And that's what, that's what the monument, you know, uh, emulates. That's not what the monument is about. It's called the Reconciliation Monument because it commemorates the end of that civil war and the reconciliation and joining together and putting aside our differences and finally coming together as a country. But they want to tear it down. You know, George Orwell didn't go far enough in his book, 1984. There's a quote that I think might be a little haunting. Listen to this. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. I don't know about you, but that's uh, kind of prophetic, kind of haunting about what's happening. The left wants to remove and change all of its history. Because you see, the left doesn't want you to know, they've been telling a lie for a very long time now, that the Republicans are the racists, that the Republicans are the ones who wanted slavery, that the Republicans are the ones who have this problem, and that the Republicans are the ones that fought against the civil rights movement. All of that is false. You see, the Democratic Party created the KKK. It was the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party created Jim Crow laws. The Democratic Party were the ones that filibustered against the Civil Rights Act in 1964 and voted mostly against it, whereas the Republicans voted for it. And people need to understand also, Abraham Lincoln created the Republican Party to fight slavery, against slavery. So the Democrats want you to believe that it's the Republicans that have always been the racists, that have always had the problems. Or they actually want you to believe there was some magical party switch in the 1930s where the parties, parties just magically changed ideologies. Like, they, hey, would you like our ideology? Okay, we'll take your ideology. That's basically what the Democrats want you to believe, that overnight, just weird, <laughs> all of a sudden, Republicans wanted to be the ones that embraced racism and embraced neo-Nazism and all that. And the Democrats were the ones that became saints. And I'm not saying Republicans were saints. There's definitely problems in the Republicans' past, but it wasn't racism. So when George Orwell, Orwell's talking about removing all of these statues and changing everything, and that, that's trying to erase your past. And that is exactly what Democrats and the left are trying to do by removing these statues. Remove their history so that they can teach future generations what an amazing party they are and how they should all be Democrats. All right, enough of that. Moving on, the Epstein client list has been ordered to be released. Well, 170 names are going to be released. And trust me when I tell you, you're not going to see Bill Clinton's name on there. You're not going to see Hillary Clinton's name on there. You're not going to see Bill Gates. You're not going to see any of the others that are the high-powered, super wealthy, super powerful people that went to either on the airplane or on his island numerous times. You're not going to see all those. These 170 names are the scapegoats. They're the ones that are going to be released. There's probably going to be a couple of juicy ones in there just because they want just enough 
information to go out there. The public goes, ha ha, see, see. Those people were on that island. Those people were on that Lolita Express, the airplane. Uh Aha, see those? We knew those. But the ones that are really rich and powerful, the ones we really want to see on there, the names we really want to see on there, they're not going to be on there. I promise you, they will not. These will be sacrificed to placate those who want the names of the powerful list. And they're hoping that many people will see that list and say, well, that's pretty, pretty extensive. That's 170 names. That's got to be all of them. I mean, you know, I guess, I guess we were wrong. I guess, you know, Bill Gates and Bill Clinton and Joe Biden and, you know, all those, I don't, I guess they didn't go to the island. I guess we were being lied to about that. That's what they want you to believe. These 170 names are ones everyone will think that's it. But it's not. The super powerful, the super wealthy, the ones that are really compromised, they're not going to be seen. Oh, and by the way, the FBI has the entire list and they're protecting it. Why? Gosh, ask yourself. And in another episode of The Double Standard, actor John Schneider of the Dukes of Hazard is being investigated by the Secret Service for saying that Joe Biden and his son Hunter were traitors to the country and should be hung. I think I recall other celebrities threatening presidents in a certain way, but because the president was Trump, it was just kind of brushed aside and ignored. I I think I remember Madonna saying, I have thought a lot about blowing up the White House. Yeah. And then I remember an interview in France with Johnny Depp saying, when's the last time an actor assassinated a president? Can you say double standard? Yeah. Basically, the laws don't apply if you're a Democrat. You can say and do whatever you want and the system will protect you. But if you're a conservative or heaven forbid, Trump or one of his supporters, those laws don't apply. No, no, they can throw any law they want at you and create any crime and accuse you of it. Doesn't matter. The system is rigged. Oh, and speaking of rigged systems, hey, did you hear that the front runner to oppose Vladimir Putin in Russia, Yekaterina Dunsova, has been barred from running against Vladimir Putin. For some reason, there were some discrepancies in her um, application to run, and uh, these mistakes uh, banned her or barred her from being eligible to run against Vladimir Putin. Huh. That kind of kind of sounds like what's going on in this country, right? The Colorado trying to ban Donald Trump from running. Uh, it seems like those who really think they are protecting democracy really want to remove the choices that you have to choose from. So what's happening in Russia is happening in America. Isn't that great? Those who want to protect democracy are actually removing the choices you have. All in the name of democracy. Remember that. This is the Russian form of democracy. But I do have one little piece of good news before I get to the positive message. And that is that SCOTUS, or the Supreme Court of the United States, has rejected Jack Smith's request to fast track his case. See, he wanted to leapfrog over the cases that are going right now because he's worried that by March 4th, Donald Trump will be so far ahead that it won't matter what happens in the court cases because that was really the reason why Jack Smith was hired. But also, you have to understand, Jack Smith has a horrible record against SCOTUS. They have overturned eight and now nine. requests of different things that he's been requesting from SCOTUS. And many of his prosecutions have been overturned in appeals. 
The only reason why the Democrats have hired Jack Smith is because of the hatred of Donald Trump. And one thing that's very, very interesting, Jack Smith may not even be qualified to be a special counsel that he was hired to be. So thank you, SCOTUS, for denying Jack Smith's request to fast track the case. This is probably going to take a very long time because Trump waived his right to a speedy trial. And after this trial in New York is over, then another trial starts, I think, in February or January, the one in Georgia, I think. And then there's the one in Florida with Jack Smith. And by the time they get to that, I don't think anything's going to happen, honestly. Yes, I know he's facing 91 indictments. But remember, indictments are just accusations. The indictment is not proof of what he did. But they, it is in the court of public opinion. Those who hate Donald Trump think that he's already cooked. Everything's already done. But I can tell you with pretty much certainty, Donald Trump will be the nominee in 24, and I believe he will win. And again, you may agree or disagree with me. Please don't hesitate to write Drew at the watchdogsbark.com. All right, since it is Christmas, and by the way, Merry Christmas, everyone, I wanted to share 10 inspirational Christmas quotes I found on YouTube. And I'll play the music and I'll read the quotes because I was hoping it had verbal. I really like these quotes. So uh, I'm going to just read them and there'll be music in the background. I hope this works out okay. All right, here we go. Christmas is not a time nor a season, but a state of mind. To cherish peace and goodwill, to be plenteous in mercy, is the real spirit of Christmas. If we do not feel grateful for what we already have, what makes us think we'd be happy with more? It's not how much we give, but how much we love we put into giving. Christmas will always be as long as we can stand heart to heart and hand to hand. God never gives someone a gift they are not capable of receiving. If he gives us a gift of Christmas, it is because we all have the ability to understand and receive it. He who has not Christmas in his heart will never find it under the tree. What is Christmas? It is the tenderness of the past, courage of the present, and hope for the future. Christmas is the day that holds all time together. Christmas may not be a day of feasting or of prayer, but always it will be a day of remembrance, a day in which we think of everything we have ever loved. So on this Christmas day, I want you to know how grateful I am for you for listening to this podcast. Uh, It's a passion project of mine, and I'm going to keep going. Uh, because I get a lot of great letters from people saying that they really like what I said or they didn't know about this or that. And that's really why I want to do this podcast. I want people to understand that these are my opinions, definitely. I will always say that these are my opinions because after my research, it really only comes down to opinion. There is no real solid, definitive truth anymore, it seems. Because there's so much on the internet that you can find the backup any harebrained idea. Because there's other people out there that think the same thing. So I hope you understand that this is not me saying this is 100% infallible truth. It's my opinion. And I thank you for listening to my opinions. Have a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful and prosperous new year. And until next time, create an amazing Christmas day and help me relate the Bible.